You're listening to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ellie Bigwood, and today we look at a significant milestone of the Merino Lifetime Productivity, or MLP, project. The 10-year-long and $12 million investment, $7 million from AWI and $5 million from project partners, is unsurprisingly AWI's headline act into sheep genetic research. We've reported on the MLP project before about its overarching objective of capturing lifetime performance data of merino ewes across diverse environments. But now we're at the project's halfway point, and that's something to be excited about. Here's why. Reaching the halfway mark means that 54%, or 975,948, of the almost 2 million data points scheduled for collection within the project have been collected. Why collect so many records? The 2 million data points will fill existing data gaps and allow for exploration of lifetime relationships between wool, growth, carcass, reproduction and disease resistance attributes, so all the good stuff. A higher number of records enables a more accurate understanding of these genetics, which gives us, as producers, a clearer picture of the merino sheep. None of this research and data collection would have been possible if not for sire evaluation and link sires across wool-producing regions of Australia. Ben Swain is the Executive Officer of AMSI, the Australian Merino Sire Evaluation Association, and caught up with us on the yarn about the role of sire evaluation and link sires in the MLP project, how MLP is progressing, and what positive outcomes the project will have for both commercial breeders and stud breeders of Australia's wool industry. Ben, thanks for joining the yarn today to talk a little bit about sire evaluation. Let's start off with AMSI. Who are AMSI and what's your role in the Australian wool industry? Yeah, sure. So AMSI stands for the Australian Merino Sire Evaluation Association, uh, commenced in 1989, so been running a little bit over 30 years. And it, it's, it's basically a, 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 an, an association of independent sites that run around Australia that benchmark rams through progeny testing. So we've got 10 sites that operate around Australia. They're operating in, in all the major wool growing areas of Australia and they, um, they progeny test or, or benchmark up to 130 rams every, every, every year and the members of those sites come together to form AMSI. Where are these sites across Australia in various wool growing regions? Yeah, so if you think of somewhere where merino sheep are, are run or wool is produced, you'll likely find a site there. So there's currently there's, there's three in Western Australia, there's one in South Australia, there's a couple in Victoria, there's three in, in New South Wales. Um, historically, we have had one in Queensland. Uh, drought and, and dogs have probably put a bit of a halt to that at the moment, but we hope to get one back in Queensland in the near future. And the same goes for Tasmania. We, we've historically had a site in Tasmania, but just at the moment we, um, we don't have a site, but, but certainly looking for a new one down there as well. What information for growers do these sites provide? Yeah, so so sire evaluation is all about evaluating a ram's genetic potential through its progeny. So how we do that is we we join rams through artificial insemination of between 50 and 60 ewes at each site, and those ewes are are as even as we can possibly get them. So the the progeny have all got as equal chance of being representative of the ram as each other. And then those progeny we evaluate over the course of a couple of years for all the traits that you can imagine or you can think of that are important in merinos. So they're both measured traits like wool, fleece weight, micron, fibre diameter, carcass traits, worm egg counts, 
uh, reproduction at some sites, as well as a whole range of visual traits. So SIR evaluation puts as much emphasis on visual traits or classing as it does on, on objective measurement. So we end up during the trial, at the end of the trial, with a huge amount of data that we then analyse and report out to the industry. And, and, and that's reported in a number of formats. It's reported simply as raw data. So, you know, this RAMS progeny had a fleece weight of 4.3 kilos versus this one at 4.1 right through to flock breeding values and Australian sheep breeding values. So, so there's a level of reporting at SIRE evaluation that suits all types of ram breeders and commercial wool growers. So AWI invests in link sires. What role do they play in SIRE evaluation comparing across sites? Yeah, so link sires are critical to all forms of progeny testing, um, be it in sheep, goats, pigs, chooks, whatever it is. So link sires provide the genetic linkage between all of our our 10 sites. So every year, one or two rams are joined at multiple sites. So in each each trial, we've got a certain number of spots that are dedicated, which is funded by AWI, those positions, for for sires that are joined at, at multiple sites. Those sires allow us to compare the progeny across all of those sites because all of those sites are different they've all got different rainfall different different u bases different climate some are summer rainfall some are winter rainfall so if we put a ram in two or more of those sites the progeny will look completely different because that's the environmental effect on genetics so by having link size across those sites we're able to compare all of those animals by taking out the environmental in, in influences which just leaves us the genetics so at the end of the day we're interested in evaluating the ram's genetics not how well he was fed or if he was running a high rainfall year or a low rainfall year we're only interested in the genetics so by using link size it allows us to take out all the environmental factors and uh, and just focus on the pure genetics of each ram and so what benefits to the commercial wool grower do link size play well, I guess for SIRE evaluation, um, the, the, the pure benefits or the direct benefits to the stud breeder, um, it's, it's, it's a program built for stud breeders and stud breeders pay to use it. So on average, uh, to enter a RAM in SIRE evaluation costs between sort of three and $4,000 funded by the stud breeder and the benefit comes back to the stud breeder. But of course, if a stud breeder's improving their genetics and uh, improving the sheep they're offering out to clients, well then of course the commercial wool grower is the ultimate winner in that in, in that program. So for commercial wool growers, and lots of them come along to our SIRE evaluation field days, I guess they're to look for studs, uh, for rams, and, and for the studs that produce those rams that are doing things within their own flock that, that, that matches the commercial breeding objective. So they're coming along looking for rams that perform in certain traits. It might be reproduction and carcass, or it might be wool production. Uh, they're looking for rams that match what they're trying to do at home, and then that's where they're going to go buy their rams from. So some of these sites are linked to the Merino Lifetime Productivity Project, which is a 10-year partnership between AWI, AMSI, nominated stud breeders and the site hosts. Yeah, there is. So the MLP project, the Merino Lifetime Productivity Project, it, as you say, a 10-year project. It's the world's biggest Merino genetic project ever. Uh, it's pretty exciting. And, and, and AMSI and AWI obviously um, really keen on this project and um, it's about halfway through now. It's got a long way left to run, but we're starting to get lots of data and um, we're going to see lots more. We have field days at the five sites every year. 
So they're a great opportunity for ram breeders and commercial wool growers to come along and actually see those sheep. So we've got 5,500 ewes in this project that are sired by 134 individual sires, and these ewes are being measured for absolutely everything you could imagine, and they're being put on display every year for, for people to come along and get their hands on. It's, it's a great day out. You were saying that MLP is at its halfway point. What has the project revealed so far and what do you hope you'll see further down the track? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a tough one because uh, whilst we're halfway through the project, the first half of the project was really about establishing or, 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 or breeding those ewes um, that then we measure for, for six or seven years of their life. So we've actually only got a couple of years' worth of, of, of data on the ewes. So most of the data is still to come in the project. So we've got, um, we've got three or four years at some sites, up to five years at other sites of, of data still to come. So... So it's, it's a tricky project because until we get the majority of that data, a lot of the outcomes that we're looking to, to research uh, won't be available. It's a lifetime project. So it's, it's about looking at the productivity of those ewes or, or the, the size that produce those ewes over their lifetime. So you know, if a ewe has twin lambs every year, what's the trade-off to wool? Uh, and, and, how much, and how much of a trade-off can we economically handle if a ewe's having lots of reproduction but starts to lose wool production. So at two years into the project or, or two years into the data collection side of the project, we're, we're starting to see some interesting findings. They're certainly not outcomes by any means, but we're starting to see some, some indicators of, of sheep that actually do increase in fleece weight as they get older, even if they are actually having one or two lambs every year. There's, there's sheep there that, that are decreasing in fleece weight as they get older, regardless of how, how many lambs they're having. And there's sheep in the project that do everything in between. So... I think what we're seeing of the five and a half thousand ewes, there's a huge diversity in what's happening with those ewes. And when we collect all of that data and we analyse it and we come up with the outcomes, it'll, it'll, it'll be really interesting because there's such a, a huge range of genetics in the merino industry and they all do something a little bit different. And, and I guess the role of this project is to, to identify those those types of genetics or those types of ewes that perform well in individual environments. So as a wool producer, um, there's no one winner out of this trial. As a, as a commercial wool producer, you'll be looking for the types of merinos that perform well in your environment, in your production system over their lifetime. And that's what we hope to be able to show. And so do you feel like once we've done more research on this data, we will be able to say to growers in particular areas... This is what we found. This is the best way that you can optimise these certain traits or this kind of performance in your flocks. I think that's that's part of it. Part of the project is being able to to help ram breeders best select their genetics. Um, what's the best method of selecting genetics in certain environments for certain production systems? And and and, and the combination of that will be a combination of measurement, genomic selection, of course, visual selection. And at what stages should we be doing each of those selection techniques? Can we visually select a maiden ewe with limited data and will that be a, an accurate representation of her lifetime productivity or do we need to measure her fleece weight and reproduction over her lifetime in order to get that measurement? Uh, so they're the sort of things that we hope to be able to, to demonstrate or to help ram breeders with and and for commercial growers it's really about i guess 
those selection techniques that drive the most overall production gains in a flock. So are we better off to, to visually select at what age? You know, do we, can we visually select you know, as, as yearlings or, or hoggets? And, and what level of measurement should be put into that selection program in order to get the most out of it? Well, Ben, thank you for being on the yarn today and giving us a bit of insight into AMSI and the MLP project. And we look forward to seeing more outcomes of this research as it advances. No problems at all. Pleasure to be here. Since Ben's interview, the MLP project cracked a key milestone of expanding the data set of sheep genetics, the National Breeding Evaluation Service for Sheep Breeders and Buyers. Sheep genetics has now received all of the collected repeat adult data for all merino select traits, including wool, body weight, reproduction, worm egg counts, fat, etc., from 5,700 daughters of 134 industry sires in the project. This means that sheep producers will have access to more rams with more accurate ASBVs. And additionally, this data will build on the information from MLA's resource flock project and data collected by breeders, enhancing the reference population to continue to improve our understanding of the genes that sheep carry for all traits. So as we count down the remaining five years of the project, you can follow its progress with the MLP newsletter. I strongly recommend subscribing to it at wool.com MLP. And additionally, merinosuperiorsires.com.au has all the MLP reports plus an extensive amount of information on the MLP project too, merino sire evaluation sites across Australia and more. That's all on the yarn for today. You can keep up to date with other wool industry news through Australian Wool Innovation's Facebook page, Twitter at Wool Innovation and Instagram at Beyond the Bale. I'm Ellie Bigwood. Great to have your company and see you soon for another yarn. Yarn.